Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. Are you tired of endlessly searching for work, applying for jobs, and never hearing back? Job openings vanishing into thin air? What if with just one connection, you could link with dozens of companies that are hiring? What if that connection was a locally owned business ready to help without charging a fee? Express Employment Professionals is your one connection. Go to ExpressPros.com. With endless opportunities, it's time to try something new in your job search. Let Express Employment Professionals help you start at ExpressPros.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside. Happy Thursday. The Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Yo! And in the last couple of days, where look, we have a lot of serious things to get to. We have a lot of topics. Look, the NBA is coming back to play. Like we told you last night, we expected a good day today as far as the NBA resuming to play. We got it. Everything looked great. Hey, we're going to play. What happened? What's next? And then the Mets have to get involved. You know, I mean, everything was going fine, and then the Mets have to get involved, and they have to become the biggest story in sports just because, you know. I, I, it was you know, inevitable. I, it, uh, it's you like know. Thanos and the snap. Yeah. I am. 
<laughs> Inevitable. <laughs> Hold my beer. Oh, it was, we are the Mets. Mm, Meet no. the Mets. Mm, Come on, it, sing it. Yeah, sweep the Mets, step right up. Uh, on Mets, a, on yeah. a day where the Mets don't even play, they wind up. Okay. So you think, how the hell are the Mets involved in it? Trust me. This is not just me saying, hey, I can talk about the Mets. No, no, no. The biggest story going on surrounds what is happening tonight in sports when it comes to the other sports uh postponing games, right? The NBA announced today, hey, we're going to come back and play sometime in the next couple of days off their boycotts. Some MLB teams boycotted games last night. Uh, the NHL didn't boycott games. They are boycotting their entire playoff slate tonight. And many baseball games are being postponed. Seven games total, including the Mets game tonight against the Marlins. And there's a real powerful moment before the Mets-Marlins didn't play. They took a 42-second moment of silence in honor of Jackie Robinson uh, before they left the field. All all of these postponements are coming in the wake of the NBA and the shooting of Jacob Blake. And this is sports say, telling the NBA, hey, listen, we got your back here. We're, we're, we're here with you, which is, again, we talked about it last night. We were surprised that more teams didn't postpone games last night. Having a day to think about it, boy, we need to show solidarity and show that we're with we're all with each other. No matter what sport we play, no matter what color everybody is, all all the athletes, all the big leagues, we all have to be together. And it was a really powerful thing. And then the Mets get involved, and 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 it's it becomes a moment of, you know, only the Mets can find a way to look like heroes for a second, and then completely look like they're embarrassing. So earlier today, suddenly middle of the day. This audio breaks. It's Mets GM Brody Van Wagenen not realizing the mic is hot when he's about getting ready to talk to reporters about the, just normal things and not realizing the mic is hot. And, and we pumped up the levels a lot of this because the levels are very low. And what it is is it's him recounting a story, again, not knowing the mic is on, uh, him recounting a story that Rob Manfred wanted the Mets and the Marlins to only do a symbolic protest tonight. Uh, for an hour, come out at 7:10, leave the field, and then come out an hour later and play. And he went on to say how Rob Manfred just doesn't get it as a leader in Major League Baseball, and everybody was like, "Oh, Brody Van Wagenen is the man!" Look at him calling out Rob Manfred, who really hates the players more than anything in the world. So here's some of the audio of what Brody Van Wagenen said. Baseball's trying to come up with a solution, saying, "Oh, you know, it'd be super powerful." Three of us here can't leave this room. They're saying, "Oh, you know, it'd be really great if you just have them all take the field, and they leave the field, and then they come back and play at eight ten. And I was like, "What? What's it?" Rob, Jeff's scheduling's gonna be a nightmare. There's so much at stake. And I said, "Jeff, that's not happening. They're, They're not, not dealing not with reality. reality. They're not playing." But that's Rob's instinct, and Rob, not exactly what you're talking about. At leadership level, he doesn't get it. He just doesn't get it. Okay, so you hear in the beginning, this doesn't leave the three of us, which obviously, okay, that's an epic fail right away. The, you only know, the you three of us can hear this. As soon as uh, yeah. you preface it with that. And only the three of us can hear this. So then he goes on to say that the idea from baseball was, as I mentioned, to take this uh, symbolic protest, and Jeff he's talking about is Mets co-owner Jeff Wilpon. His conversation with Jeff Wilpon was that Rob Manfred wanted this to happen, and you heard Brody Van Wagenen saying he just doesn't get it. Now, Brody Van Wagenen is absolutely 100 correct about Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred doesn't get it. He is so 
obviously anti-player. I don't know how he's commissioner. Just the story from the L.A. Times today in which he was asked about what his biggest wish is for this season, and he said to hand the World Series trophy to a lucky owner. All right, so th- if this doesn't tell you how oh, it's a lottery, don't you know? Pro- the yeah. winning numbers I just, and those ping pong balls. I just want to hand it to a lucky owner. Not to have a team win, not have a great world. No, no. I want to hand it to a lucky owner. This well, I think what he was trying to say, it was all code, see? <laughs> because the Astros cheated and mm. the Red Sox cheated. Right. So he's saying lucky is in, hey, man, there's nothing fixed here. There's nothing going on. Someone just happened to get hot at the right time. That was when his I, first public statement uh, against the Astros and Red Sox. I want to hand it to a lucky owner. You know, that's like me saying, I want to win the lottery. Why do you want to win the lottery? So I can go down to the store and buy a really big dozen donuts. I mean, I mean what, what, that, I want that would hand, be pretty good. I want to hand, I want to hand the trophy to an owner. Not well, about go get those oversized uh, Simpsons ones uh, uh, that that you love so much. Uh, now he's, the he's criticized the players. Of, he is he well he for, he's criticized players. He's done all of this yep. throughout the time. So right now at this moment in time, Mike Brody Van Wagenen looks like a hero. Hey, he doesn't know the mic is on. Obviously, the mic is on, and more than three people are hearing it. Uh, and he looks like okay, but he finally is saying what many people know and and suspect about Rob Manfred. He's right. anti-player. He doesn't get it. His leadership is is in question. And this is awesome. It's like, wow, Brody Van Wagen. Now, now I got to like the guy for a while because he makes horrible trades. But now he's, he's, he's opening up what, what the real opinion of Rod Manfred is. And, and this was the, the high point of the day for, for the Mets. Yeah, that was, that's where it was. Just, <laughs> that was right well, but going to the yeah. symbolic, hey, do the 42 seconds, leave, go for a while, and then come back. This isn't a Guns N' Roses show. Where they leave the stage, but you know they haven't sung Paradise City yet. <laughs> so you wait 20 minutes, and then all of a sudden they start playing, you know, the gods, and, and everybody starts cheering, and it builds to the crescendo. And then, you know, at some point they finally show up and, and start playing whatever the encore is, including Paradise City. So it, it, it's, there's nobody there. Right? It's not like there's a crowd yeah. waiting. Wow, that was powerful. And then well, they come on back te- out on televi- the field. It was a televised. It was still going to be on TV. No, no, no. But my it. point is that there's not 50,000 people in the stadium where they get a standing ovation of, all right, we're with you. Right? It's people at home that said, all right, they're going away. You get caught up in something else. Kids are back in school. You're helping with homework. Maybe you need to walk the dog. Maybe you need to clean up after dinner. And you forget that the Mets were supposed to come back on the field an hour later. Oh, they had the game. The game. Oh, I forgot. But by that point, the game had been they decided not to play because here's right. where things really change for the Mets, right? So this audio gets out there. Rob Manfred is is everybody. Yes, this is who Rob Manfred is. You can see it's spreading like wildfire. And then Brody Van Wagenen issues a statement and an apology because Brody Van Wagenen misunderstood that the symbolic protest was not the commissioner's idea. It was, in actuality, Jeff Wilpon's suggestion, the Mets owner. 
and he put out a statement saying, my frustration with the commissioner was wrong and unfounded. So he had to apologize to Rob Manfred because apparently this was Jeff Wilpon's idea and Brody Van Wagenen misunderstood that in the conversation. (laughs) Rob Manfred then put out a statement saying, I am always open to what the players want to do and what a direction that I gave them today that is not that did not happen. And this story is false. So now you have the Mets who finally, you know, put a little bit of a public face on, hey, Rob Manfred's a real bad commissioner. And now that turns out, oh, no, no, it wasn't Manfred. It was your own owner that wanted to do a symbolic pro. So now your team looks bad. So you're trying to out the commissioner as being bad. But instead, you just out your owner, who is awful, Jeff Wilpon, as being even worse because it was his idea, apparently, to say, hey, what if we do a symbolic protest? And Brody Van Wagenen didn't understand that. And now Rob Manfred looks like a sympathetic figure because he's put out statements saying, I never said this. That is wrong. Hey, I, I support the players all the way through. And so all, all the Mets did was get everybody's hopes up and then completely just but you stick a knife in their own life raft and watch the air just hiss right out of it as they all fall into the water. It, it was I, I watched today and I said, only the Mets could do this. Only the Mets could could get your hopes up and that they're doing the right thing. And then something happens that not only turns out to be incorrect, but it makes them look worse because it was their idea about the non-protest. And this is after Dom Smith of the Mets last night and his tearful post-game press conference reverberated around the sports world. It was our play of the night last night. And, and this got everybody right. thinking, we need to do something today. We need to, we need to, to step back postpone games and show our solidarity with with the NBA with their concern over Jacob of the shooting of Jacob Blake. So all of this had to happen and the Mets just completely screw it up. All yeah, this ready, and ready the for Mets the statement. Oh my goodness. This is uh from Fred Wilpon uh 5 minutes ago. Does it just say Mets, yo? <laughs> no, not quite. Quote, I am very stressed and disappointed to learn tonight that our general manager, Brody Van Wagenen, made disrespectful and inaccurate comments about our commissioner, a longtime close friend of mine. Tweet number two. I hold Rob in the highest regard and in no way are Brody's remarks reflective of my views or the organization's. Rob continues to be a great leader of Major League Baseball. I apologize for any harm this incident has caused Rob. I would also put you on uh, the at Mets Farm Report, the official Twitter for news and updates on the Mets Farm System. Earlier today, they tweeted, fire Rob Manford. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> They've since deleted that, but uh, it all lives in the internet. <laughs> this is how the Mets operate. This is this is how the Mets operate. Now, I will I will say this: certain things don't really pass muster. And one of the things, look, Brody Van Wagenen, as bad a GM as he is, look, this is a guy that ran the sports division of a, of a highly publicized uh, representation, you know, eight agency, and he's, he's the GM of the New York Mets. They have conversations all the time, and he gets this story, and it's from Manfred, and then suddenly he misconstrued it. Did he really misconstrue it, or was there something where it was, "Hey, Jeff, you got to take the you got to take the heat from me on this. You got to fall on this and one. That's you're, right. you're selling the team anyway, so you know, listen, you're going to be gone. Sell the team anyway. Everybody hates you. You know, they hate me, but I want to be around for a little bit longer because it's just weird that that something like that. And, and I, I mishear the conversation. You know, sure. this happens when you're in the in the you know taking a break at work and you walk in on the middle of a conversation with somebody else, saying, "Wait, what happened with Kathy last night? Oh man, I heard Kathy." And then you get the story wrong. No, that's not what happened. Oh, I get it. 
This is a Major League Baseball team. What passes for one? This is a yeah. Major League Baseball team. And Brody Van Wagenen misheard that. And now, now, so I wonder if this was now have to be, oh, no, I'm, I'm falling on the sword for this, for baseball, for Manfred, because as, as crazy as the Mets are, as kooky as they can be, as, as, as this is a typical Mets story, it, it, would be, it really strikes me as odd that it went like a game of telephone. And this is how it yeah. went. I mean, it, it could have been. It, it, like I said, it is the Mets. But still, to to go to, to this extent and say this is what the com- – because you know the story had to be something the commissioner wants. There's a – I, I, I'm, I'm not 100% buying that this was just, oh, hey, yeah, I screwed it up. Yeah. But no matter what, the people who screwed this entire story up are the Mets. Yeah, so the that's Mets what end up having to wear it. Now, in both oh, these statements boy. from Fred and Jeff Wilpon, they also spell Brody's first name wrong. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. maybe that's the clue of, hey, pay attention here. Is that it really – This is we're, we're also giving you a clue that we were forced to issue these statements. They were not written by us because we'd actually know how to spell the name of our damn general manager. Yeah, Brody is, with an, is an IE. Brody yeah. is an IE. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, this, is, this is the Mets. This is my team. Why do I even bother? Why, why, do, I, why, why do I even I, – I don't even know sometimes. And yet I always Because you say fell I'm in done. love with Art Chamsky as a kid. I always, oh, Art Chamsky's last book was really good, man. Uh, <laughs> Uh, it's it's like I, I do this all the time, and, and this is what many fans do and Mets fans do, is that I say, that's it, I'm done. And then, and then I'm like, okay, good. And then the next day I'm ready. I'm re- all right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's, let's do it. Let's win. Let's do it. I always say, I'm done. I'm done. And the next day I am back ready uh, like, I'm, like at, on the Thanksgiving dinner table, and I got a fork and a knife in my hand going, come on, let's eat, let's eat, let's eat. <laughs> I do it to myself all the time. Take a deep breath. It'll be okay. Fox Sports Radio. Hi. Hey, the Jets got another running back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. We'll get to Kalen Ballage later on on the show. Uh, what a day for your team. Oh, teams. my goodness. Hey, this is why. I exist here so you can feel better about your teams. That's exactly how Yeah, but you know what? Even with your That's two exactly teams having those problems, my team had the worst day of them all. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, your Erlacher day And was I just really saw a video buddy. clip of him on TV. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we're going to unfortunately have to get to that. Yeah, nah, it's unfortunate okay. to happen. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to to start listening. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today was quite a day following the historic day a day ago in which NBA players boycotted the playoff games in the wake of the shooting of Jacob Blake. Today there were big meetings and the NBA players, they decided we are going to play. Games are going to start sometime in the next couple of days. So what now? Joining us now on the hotline, no one better. Fox Sports 1, Bleacher Report, NBA insider extraordinaire, friend of the show, and very soon to be known simply as Matt Buker's dad, it is Rick Buker. Rick, what's happening, buddy? Oh, I'm just uh, I'm watching the roller coaster that is the NBA. We get games, and then we get uh, I don't know controversy, and we get back and forth. I, we get it all. So um, we are entertained in a multitude of ways. You know, th- let's start here because this is what I- I'm trying to figure out is that. Mm-hmm. We had the drama of yesterday of meetings and decisions and strategies and the players walking away, boycotting games. The Lakers and the Clippers said they wanted to boycott the season, and they changed today. Before before they got to meet with the owners after the Board of Governors meeting, before they really got any assurances, and that's really puzzling to me. And that Mm. doesn't really jibe with, okay, hey, we met, we got what we wanted, and now we're going, we got the owners to be able to politically help with police reform and voter reform and everything else the players want. They made that decision before they really got any assurances, and I can't help but think that they must have decided something else, and something else is going to be coming, but they said, for now, let's just go play, because for it to come down like this, it doesn't really make sense. What what did you take away from how that, that whole process went? Well, it it has been an uneven process from the very beginning, and I agree with you 100%. I felt as if they should have had some prerequisites to them coming back to playing 
and actionable items that could be uh, fulfilled or at least pledged by the 30 owners. Because let's, let's face it, this is, while the end game is ultimately to address social justice ills in the country, the, the motivation or the, the, the real in-between element that the players are shooting for is to enlist the power and influence and partnership of the owners who, for whatever influence and power the players have, the owners have 20, 30, maybe 50 times more power and influence uh, because they have more money and they have more connections and they have more uh, say-so in the political world. And so I I just – look – I uh, my hat is off to the players in attempting to change, uh, committing themselves, committing their time, their energy, uh, their their emotions to to making a difference. I, I I I don't find fault in in any of that. I applaud all of that. But you know, my feeling is, is if you're going to do it, if you're going to do it, then do it to where where you have the fullest effect. And I feel as if that has not happened, that, um, that they've had the opportunity to use their leverage and to get the owners to partner with them, and they have yet to come up with a, at least that I've seen, like a definitive list of this is what we want, and we'll come back and play if you agree to make this happen. And, and, and not just like an ask and they're going to say it, but like the things that they would sign their names to and publicly state we are going to see this happen we are going to be in lockstep with our players to see that these things happen and to this point they have not done that and i just see it as opportunity lost rick one of the things as jason mentioned the lakers and clippers lebron james the walkout that's been been documented how much of that is other guys taking up the uh, a leadership role and and him not, you know, having the the head of the table? Well, that's what was interesting. Uh, excuse me about the whole the whole boycott, which is that it was it didn't come from the players' association. It didn't come from the league. It it didn't even come from the two teams uh, uh, initially involved in that first game. It, this was all the Milwaukee Bucks in their locker room dealing with uh, what had happened to Jacob Blake, what had happened in Wisconsin, and feeling as if we just we can't play. And, and, I, and I fully can appreciate and understand that. But, again, it's a matter of can we, can we be clear? I mean, I, like if, if we're going to say uh, who, who is leading this? Who is leading the discussion? Who is leading the players? Chris Paul found out. Like, clearly, he was informed, oh, hey, by the way, the Milwaukee Bucks have decided they're going to boycott. Okay, now to what, Now what do we do? I, I mean, this is where I get – this is what I hoped when I first heard that this, this boycott was happening, is I hoped – and I had to respond to it as we did everyone on Speak for Yourself in real time because it happened while the show was going on. And I said, I just hope that this is not an emotional response and that it is a calculated one. And what we found after the fact is that it was an emotional one. Okay, fine. But at some point, 
calculate what it is definitively that you'd like to get done and who is going to lead you in doing it. And this is really at the heart of why the players, I believe, have approached it the way they have. Because this is their opportunity to change their lives, to change their kids' lives, to change their kids' kids' lives. And to sacrifice or to potentially forfeit all of that is a very big ask. And I don't know that any of them are willing to do it. And quite honestly, I don't know that I would be willing to do it. So they're trying to find a way to take half measures here. And the reality is getting people to make the sacrifices and to take the action that they would like to see, I feel you have to be all in. It's the only way it's going to happen. And so that's why we see this. We'll we'll boycott uh, for a day or two. Uh, We'll... You know what? We'll 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 meet and we'll talk about playing in the bubble, and we'll decide to play in the bubble if you let us put slogans on our jerseys and Black Lives Matter on the court. But it's not a matter of saying, "Look," and I actionable items like until the until the police officers are charged and arrested that killed Breonna Taylor, we, we just feel we can't play until the police chief in Kenosha, Wisconsin is removed. We can't play like, and, and those may be asks that people look at and say, well, you, that's not going to happen. You can't make that happen. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, give me something, give me something that can happen and that will move us in the right direction. You're not going to, it's not, you're not going to cure everything. That's it's been decades in building. It's not going to go away in one day. But give me that one thing that you want and that you are asking the owners to sign off on, to agree to pursue it with you, and then publicize it. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but why, why is all this happening? Like, we, we, ha- we hear kind of through sources, and we, we don't have Chris Paul standing up and saying, right. this is what we want. Um, I don't uh, – the Baltimore Ravens just put out something. The Baltimore Ravens, not the players, the franchise, put out a list of things that they want to see happen and that they're obviously committed to seeing happen. Why have we not seen why – why have we not gotten that from the Players Association? That's what I don't understand. Rick Buecher with us, Fox Sports 1, NBA analyst and insider. And, you know, it's funny you say that because the way things unfolded with LeBron last night, like you mentioned Chris Paul, who was informed about this earlier. There had been no talk from LeBron at all about boycotting games, nothing. The only conversation was the Raptors and Celtics talked about it, then the Bucks did it, LeBron didn't say anything about boycotting games, then it came time to, okay, we're all walking away, and then last night suddenly LeBron says we should boycott the rest of the season, and he walked out of the meeting that the, yeah. that the players and the teams had at night. I see this and I go, okay, what LeBron says goes. Look, he's still the most powerful player. He's the biggest icon in sports on the planet. But I saw this as part of, is LeBron trying to take this over? 
I mean, I, I, I know what he wants, and I know the big social change he wants for, and he's been awesome at that. But I, 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 I saw some of this, and I said, is this him saying, well, if I can't be in charge of it? Because it, it, it seemed like he was not involved at all, and now suddenly, okay, now I want to be calling all the shots on it. And as you mentioned, you're right, it did seem scattered a bit as to, okay, well, who's running this, and what's going to happen, and what do we want here? And then Michael Jordan comes in and says, hey, we should play, and, and they wind up playing. So, yeah, that, that was a whole big thing today that I kind of scratched my head, and I said, so what was what are LeBron and Chris Paul? What, what were they doing this whole time? Yeah, I look. I I think there's a misconception or there's there's a divide when it comes to LeBron James, most powerful player. Um, yeah, I, you can make a case for that. Is he the most powerful player with the other players? That I'm not convinced of. I'm not convinced that whatever LeBron says, the rest of the players have ever been in lockstep with that because let's face it, LeBron is on a different level from the vast majority of players. So what may be best for LeBron James isn't necessarily what's best for the rank and file or just about anybody else. I mean, it is almost, you know, by virtue of what he has built, uh, the empire that he's built, the status that he's achieved that following him, and I've, and I've never known LeBron to operate this way when it comes to the, the league or the players, that, you know what, I am going to do not what's best for me. I'm going to do what's best for everybody. And I just, I haven't, if I'm missing something, you guys tell me that would fit into that category. But I, I, I don't know that he's necessarily operated that way. And as a result, I, I'm not surprised. I, again, this is where I struggle because LeBron James is very vocal and very out front and uses social media. Why, why, would, why should we have any uncertainty about where he stands in all of this and what his, cause I think there was some confusion. Like he walked out. Did he walk out because all the other teams were wanted to play and he didn't. Um, did he walk out because you know what? I said my piece and uh, have at it. I, I, what happened between last night when he walked out and today when uh, the decision was collectively to play I, again, I don't know that the players or LeBron do themselves any favors by leaving all of this a, a mystery in terms of where they definitively stand and what they definitively want. Hey, Rick, let me throw this at you. Conversation Mike and I were having a few minutes ago, and I guarantee this is something you haven't thought about. So I'm going to give you a statement and then agree or disagree. You ready? <laughs> sure, sure, he says with trepidation. <laughs> just, so, uh, yeah, just you stay know, on your toes. In, 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 all yeah. the to- in all the conversation we've had, look, this past few months have been in all the different sports. Adam Silver's role with everything going on in the NBA and, and Gary Bettman, the NHL, Rob Manfred, uh, Roger Goodell. I was thinking about this today. If David Stern was still running the NBA and, and what was happening was happening, he would have the players' backs 100%. But the minute it got to boycott, he would say, oh, no, 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 you guys are playing, and it would get dicey. 
That's what I think. If, if David Stern was commissioned, he would support the players and say, yes, whatever you, we're going to do this. But no, 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 no. The game's come. You're playing. And we're going to sit here and talk about this before you guys walk off the court. That's how it would kind of go. Agree or disagree with that? I agree to a degree because. <laughs> okay, very good. I like that. Because here's the distinction. I don't. Yes, that would be David Stern's position. I don't know in this day and age that he could enforce it. I believe that the reason that you saw the turn, you saw the succession to Adam Silver, is because you needed uh, – David was an evangelist, and David brought every – look, he convinced the players and the owners, our, our league is in trouble I need you to come with me, and this is what we need to do. And as a result, he made the league wildly successful. He made the owners wildly rich based on what their initial investment was. He made the players uh, wealthier than they were, way wealthier than when they came in. He made them into global icons. So they were all beholden to him. But then all those guys left. And now you had owners that were buying in at $1 billion, and they wanted to know, where's the return on my investment? And don't tell me what to do because I'm a billionaire. And you had players who were superstars who took it for granted that this is what comes with being a superstar. I- I'm a superstar before I get to the NBA. I- oh, David, what-, what have you done for me? And so you needed someone who was going to – be able to cajole both sides to get them where to, to, to reach a consensus. And that's what, where Adam has been very good. Now, the problem is we now hit this inflection where the league is once again, you could make the case because of the pandemic. Um, it's in trouble again. Uh, the ratings are down for a variety of reasons. And I think you're right in that, like, you could use a David Stern again in this moment, but are the characters that are involved, would they be willing to follow David the way they, the way they did the last time the league was in trouble? I'm not sure because it's a different cast of characters. It's why when we got to the collective bargaining agreement, and the last one that David presided over, for the first time, we saw a division among the owners. It used to be they were always in lockstep with, with David. But you had this new group of more independent thinkers who were like, David, I'm like, I made a lot of money. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm very powerful. I made a lot more money than you've made me. Right. So why should I listen to you? And so I, I think that's why, yes, could we use a David Stern right now? I feel like we could. But I don't know if the owners and the players today would be as accepting of him as the ones when they needed him the last time. Rick, last one for you real quick. Any uh, change or what are your expectations as we get back to play? Any difference in what we've seen in the bubble thus far? You mean in terms of the play and performance? Play, performance, and you know, buy-in, I guess. Are, are these uh, game Five's uh, staving off elimination. Are we going to see guys just do the wave? Uh, I saw Damian Lillard sitting with his kid. That was heartwarming. Uh, yeah. But uh, succeed and proceed, I guess, is, is the way to go. 
Yeah, look, I, I just I, I think for the teams that are facing game, uh, elimination in Game Five, uh, I would fully expect that they're what, what we've seen in the closeout game so far, which is it's it's not going to be competitive, particularly in the Blazers situation without without Damian. I think that those teams and and even in a Game Six with with Dallas and the Clippers, I feel like we're we'll be moving on. We'll be moving on to the next round. The, the real question I have is, and I and I was asked this uh, earlier today. Um, you know, will we see any players who drop out, who just say, "Hey, you know what? I've given it more consideration. I'm just not ready to play. I just can't play." Are we going to see? And are we going to see any significant players? My inclination is to say no, but look. Guys were genuinely emotionally uh, torn up about being inside the bubble and seeing something like Jacob Blake outside the bubble. And I, I, I think there's a po- I think it, I think the possibility exists that that something like that could happen. That that is what I'm I'm most interested to see is whether. You know, now that we've had this boycott, are we completely past it? Is everybody bought all the way back in, and now we're gonna we're gonna ride it out? I'm um, I'm not convinced that we're not gonna have something bubble up uh, again before all is said and done. You can follow him on Twitter at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher, Fox Sports One NBA Insider Extraordinaire. Rick, as always, buddy, appreciate your time with us. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great one. You got it, guys. See you, Rick. Big stuff there from Rick Buecher. Wow. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Legendary, no better word to describe him. Legendary college basketball coach Lute Olson passed away tonight at the age of 85. He had been in declining health, uh, and already you are seeing a lot of people say wonderful things about Lute Olson. You know, RIP coaches is one of the biggest trending topics on Twitter right now. And, you know, we talked about his run he had at Arizona. Uh, he also brought Iowa to the Final Four. They had never been there before, and Iowa was never really a basketball hotbed. And and to just think about what Lute Olson did for a second, I just because we we hear you hear the term legendary coaches, all do different things. Lute Olson was more than just Arizona, but what he was able to do is part of something that, that people just don't do anymore. We, we spend a lot of time saying, oh, you know what's gone is the, the player who plays his, old, his entire career with one team, right? And then he'd play the whole team one year and then, then retire. That doesn't happen. They wind up getting into a fight with management or they want more money. They go free agency. They do it. And it's, it's hard to see because you know, these are players who they're, even if you have the greatest of careers, you're thinking maybe 15 years. I mean, Lute Olson was a head coach for almost 40 years in right. college basketball. And, and, you know, he, he made his, his jump to Iowa and he was there for a handful of years. And then he jumped to Arizona, where in 24 years, he failed to win 20 games in a season two times. Just think about that for a second. You failed to win 20 games in a season two times. And one time was it was 18 wins. And the other time he didn't win, it was his very first season. He was from ni- the mid to le- from the late 1980s until he retired in 2008. Every year was a 20-win season. You can write it in for NCAA tournament, uh, most likely the Pac-10 champion, or, or at the very least you were finishing second or third. We're getting to Final Fours. Where he won the national championship in 1997, and he stayed out of, of all kinds of controversy. Uh, there, was, there was stuff at the end. He had health problems at the end, and that's what contributed to his retirement in 2008. He had health issues, and he disagreed with some of his uh, assistant coaches who Kevin wanted O'Neal, to take over the program. Wildcat coach. Yeah, yeah he, you know, he, he was supposedly promised to take over the program. That didn't happen. That's, when, you know, when does that ever end well, Smith? 
No, it never does. When you're promised to take over it, you never take over. Look at Mike Hopkins. He's going to take over for Bayheim. Oh, wait. No, no. He's, a, he's in Washington. Uh, I mean, that never works out well. But the, the biggest controversy he had was a couple of players, a couple of coaches who said, hey, when I retire, I was promised to take over, and that didn't happen. If you think about that, that here was, here was, was Lute Olson. I'm going to show up. We're going to win 20 games every year. We're going to get to the tournament. Every year we could be a Final Four threat. We're going to win a national championship. We're going to send countless players to the NBA, which he did. Star players who went on to play in the NBA, who have gone on to be big coaches in the NBA. All of these things he has done. He has stayed out of all kinds of controversy. The last thing was when he was retiring, and he had health issues along that, uh, of about coaches who were promised to coach and couldn't. That gets a little messy, but who wouldn't sign up for that? I mean, really, who wouldn't sign up for that? If I, for Mike, I'd say yes. Write me down for that right now. G- give me, give me. I, I will sign up for that right now. And you know, then walking away when he did, he was able to have another you know ten or eleven years of, of of a really good lifestyle. He went back to Iowa a lot. He said it was a very special place in his heart. He was inducted into the Iowa Sports Hall of Fame. He said now he got to play golf all the time. He says I'd be lucky if I get to play ten rounds a year. Now I could play every day if I want That's, to. So well, Lute, yeah. Lute Olson's like my dad. Now I could play all the time. So. Retiring and, and had a, a good quality of life to be able to do that in years. Obviously, the end here, the past, uh, the past little bit of time here being in hospice. You know that's how it goes when you when you get to be that age when you're when you're in your late 80s. But uh, that is some kind of life and some kind of career for a guy who really did it all. What do you want? To do? I want to go. I want to. I want to do things in a couple of different places. What do you want to do? I want to win. You won. I want to win a championship. You won a championship. I want to send guys to the NBA. I'm sending guys to the NBA. I want to do what I want to at other schools that I've coached at. You can do that. There is not many people more respected in college basketball than Lute Olson was. And, you know, well, there's a lot of guys playing. We'll, we'll say the same thing about Mike Krzyzewski. We'll say the same thing about Jim Beheim, all, all the coaches, Roy Williams. We'll say, but Lute Olson, I mean, there is, there is not many people you could say, not only did he do it all, but he had that reputation. And it's, he's one of those guys you look up to and go, boy, how to carve a career out as a coach, that's kind of how you do it. Yeah, I mean, other than like Beheim, only one national title. I mean, no. <laughs> you win one. Sorry, I had to You do win it. one. Sorry, Rob Parker. Rob Parker, who always <laughs> says to me, Jason, anybody can win one. Beheim's got a valid. I mean, what do you mean anybody can win one? Not anybody can win one. No, one, no. one. I mean, anybody exactly. can win one. Okay. Back says to, to me all the time. Oh. I didn't mean to, you know, rev you up there. Okay. Uh, seven-time <laughs> Pac-10 Coach of the Year. Big Ten Coach of the Year back, 79-80. Obviously, the title. And then uh, I just want to give you this. You, you mentioned all the wins and everything, and, and that's cool. Uh, I'll just encapsulate it in this. For a career, 73.6%. That's his winning percentage. 780 and 280. That's it. <laughs> hey, what else you need to say about a guy? 780 and 280. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what players bat against the Mets bullpen in late innings versus what they bat <laughs> against. Her. Uh, I mean, it, it what really Lute Olson really was something. And, and listen, when he left Iowa, it was a big deal. I mean, you think about him at, as Arizona forever, right? But when he left Iowa, it was a really big deal because he had done incredible things with a school that really had no basketball background no it wasn't it wasn't a hotbed of basketball now yeah. Iowa is one of the good Pac-12 a uh, Pac-10 uh, sorry Big Ten teams look they got a superstar coming back for another year hey Iowa could be really good how about that but I mean, it was, that was never a like big, that big win right yeah yeah but it was it was never like that before and he turned it into that school and then he left and he left for yeah, Arizona Dr. Tom Davis came in and you had mm-hmm. AC Earl and BJ mm-hmm. Armstrong and all those legends 
Oh, I mean, who would who would leave? I'm there. I got it made. I mean, I got it made. They they call the the, the Carver Hawkeye Arena the house that Loot built, and he left. Yeah. And he left. I got to go. And and I, I I read some things about him saying that he just felt I needed a change, and life was a fishbowl. And it's like, wow, it's that simple to leave. He, I I've done this here, and I have I I've done what I wanted to do, and I can coach here forever, and things are going great, and I love it here at Iowa. But you know what? Nah, fishbowl. I need a change. I'm going to go. How many people there, make that kind of that. decision? How many people well, can make that decision? Go, yeah, all right, I'm going. I can really have it good here. Boy, I'm never going to get fired. I can coach forever. I got to get. Now, nah, you know, I need to change. Well, I'm, I'm going to leave. Okay, okay nine let's years go. is a long time. Mm. Man, it's not. You know, two years. I mean, I, I've had friends and relatives that every eighteen months they want a job hop. Eventually, that catches up to you. Why do you, Why do you leave so quickly? No matter mm-hmm. how good you may be, it becomes. Why do you leave so quickly? Hell, we could probably look across media and wonder that about a few folks along the way. But it's for those just the quick editorial. If you ever can get to Carver Hawkeye Arena when we get out of this pandemic, get back to basketball. Go. It's a unique stadium. You walk down into the seating. Uh, if you're cheering for the other team, you may be hit with a ball of foil. Mm-hmm. That may or may not have happened to me a couple of times with Northwestern teams. But it's one hell of a time. And you look at some of the players he sent to the NBA, and a lot of them were players that weren't that highly sought after in college. Buddy, they got overdrafted. Look, these guys like Jason Terry and Steve Kerr and even Gilbert Arenas uh, weren't players that, that hey, we, you know, hey, these are big-time recruits. We got to go. But they get out of Arizona. It's something, wow, look how well these guys played. And, you know, they, yeah, some, you know, some of those guys had great careers, yeah. Yeah. I was I mean, thinking but, about but I mean, some of the I mean, other picks. <laughs> no, no, I mean the guys coming from high school into Arizona yeah. where he was able to turn these yep. guys into big players. And then, you know, all the guys that went on to play in the NBA. I mentioned Arenas and Terry and Mike Bibby and, and Kerr and – and Damon Stoudemire. I mean, it was it was an incredible run. You see, you know, Richard Jefferson and Luke Walton and Andre Iguodala, Channing Frye. I mean, he just kept sending these. It's like every year Arizona had somebody. It's like every I'm year proud okay, of you. Arizona's got a big star. Every every year they had someone. Yeah, but right there, you just said Richard Jefferson without slipping into Bill Walton. Where's Richard? Good job Jefferson. by you. <laughs> Uh, so is some kind of life, some kind of career for Lute Olson again, uh, coach passing away at the age of 85 and not knowing, but knowing, okay. If you want more on Lute Olson, not knowing, cause I don't know this, but I, I think I know this. If you listen to Doug Gottlieb show tomorrow, he will have Miles Simon on the show who is most outstanding player 97 final four for Arizona. I can almost guarantee, I could almost guarantee I put my chips to the middle. Miles Simon's on Doug Gottlieb <laughs> show tomorrow to talk about uh, Lute Olson. I can guarantee it. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.